Welcome to Thinking Past Sunday, where we discuss everything from theology to giving a biblical perspective on things of the unknown. As believers ourselves, we hope to interact with believers and non-believers alike, answering questions and giving insight into things not typically discussed in a Sunday morning service. Let's go! Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to Thinking Past Sunday. Um, obviously, today is going to be a Christmas episode since it's Christmas time. And uh, I think we got a few different uh, Christmas related topics we, we want to hit. So, uh, with me, I got William. Hello. And Jesse. Howdy. And Hayden is back with us again. Hello. And uh, who wants to start? Because I think all three of you have. Uh, discussion well, we want to start with, uh, I don't know, uh, biblical issues or, or items or theological issues or just Christmas stories. I I, <laughs> I love Christmas, by the way. I, I, I do, I, too. Yeah, uh, I, so. I, I do. I really enjoy this type of year, the, yep. the, the camaraderie, the families getting together. Yeah, so. yep. I, I, it's just a, just a special time, and you know, I like family traditions, and yeah. we didn't have one for really years we didn't have a like a set tradition and then when we moved down here we started doing uh we'd all get together and um, tiffany and i would take the whole family um to a really nice uh restaurant we saw on christmas mm-hmm. eve that was a, that became our thing so we'd yeah. go to the christmas eve service and then we had dash to a to a restaurant and usually nicer than the ones we normally mm-hmm. go to and we would have a nice family dinner. Mm. But as the clan has expanded, um, <laughs> that became uh, cost-challenging. Prohibitive. <laughs> and then so last year we started the thing, thanks to Jesse in, in large part. Uh, by the way, if you want some great Christmas family games, uh, right in maybe jesse will share them with you or something because uh, anyway so we basically asked the kids said do you want to do our family tradition and we'll pay for a big meal or we'll take that same money and we'll play family games and just you can win actual money because i'm i'm rather famous for having games but yeah. n- but never actually paying the money <laughs> just i did that to the kids for years, and years. Oh, the debt the debt that is owed me yes uh, but anyway so last year we started playing these and they immediately picked the games yeah I'm like oh well okay i guess i see where they... <laughs> anyway but we had such fun around the table uh particularly with some of the games jesse shared with me that his family uh, has a tradition i won't steal your thunder jesse i'm oh, sorry right. but boy they they play some fun games and just the, the just the lighthearted um, competition, yeah, you know, yeah, and everything. Yeah. It was it was so much fun. So I'm I'm really looking forward to again. My job uh, is to basically well provide the financing <laughs> and uh, uh, keep the uh, appetizers coming from the kitchen, right? Because I'm the cook, and so yeah. you know that's 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 my joy. And so cool. I really love this time of year and doing things like that. I do too. It comes and goes too quick, though. The day, yeah. It, yeah. It, the day after Christmas, like there's a, there's oh, that weird, I don't know yeah, if there's sadness. Yeah, yeah like oh, there's just that. Yeah. It's the post weird. Christmas blues. Huh? That's okay. Yeah. I, I think that's a perfect thing to call it because it's like okay, it came so quick and now it's over. And yeah, we got to wait a whole year to do it again. Remember you, when it was you're a kid though, and the two weeks yeah. before Christmas drug on forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. See now that's that's part of the reason though, I. 
I guess out of out of some principle, I I, I wanted to okay, not until a certain time are we putting up the tree and right. And right. this year, I kind of decided that I've realized that's not actually how I feel about yeah. the matter. And because you guys Amber, have your tree up and stuff yeah, already, yeah, yeah. yeah, we we put it up that first weekend of November. Tree up the Christmas lights, and I, you know, yeah. I'm doing that. Just, you heretic. Yeah. heretic yeah. I, well, I just, you know, I, 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 now I will say, I, I think you need to wait until November at the very earliest. Yeah. Any earlier, that's, that's, okay, that's, that's pushing it just because it, it seems strange. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, why, why, uh, relegate my Christmas celebration to, a couple days. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. It's it's uh, weird for us, uh, or for me anyway, and, and unfortunately my wife and I are in the same boat. If it were up to us, <laughs> like one year, I think we, I don't know if we just didn't or we almost didn't put up the tree. Mm-hmm. We put it up like on yeah, December there's, there's 21st. There's one year you didn't. Yeah, we just didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're having Christmas at somebody else's house, we're not big Christmas decorators. Yeah. But the fact is I love being in rooms that are really Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, christmas up. I was you just say, don't like to be the one to do I it. I don't want to have to do it, but yeah, I do love the ambiance yeah. of, of Christmas Because what you do, you have to undo. Exactly. And that's so kind can of I the... just come to your house <laughs> yeah. and enjoy your decorations, and then you can put them up later? <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I'm a big... The, we do the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Do you? That, that's cool. Tree goes up and everything, and it comes down usually this Sunday after New Year's. Oh, um, yeah. So. yeah, if we put ours up, it doesn't come down to February because yeah. we're just too lazy to <laughs> pick it all back up. I had the rule, and it didn't get followed this year, but no earlier than Thanksgiving night. So we could have oh, our Thanksgiving yeah. celebration, okay. then we could spend family time together, put up the Christmas tree. That's fine. Well, Halloween night, you know, uh, Courtney was like, hey, can we put up the Christmas tree? I was like, it's Halloween. Like, yeah. no. No. No earlier than Thanksgiving night. And then I think. I don't know. It's been a, it's been up for a week now. I got put up last yeah. weekend, so. Yeah. But that's all right because, on one hand, the long, at least get the use out of it because I I don't like having it up long after Christmas is over. So might as well. Yeah. yeah Stands as a sad reminder of what's past. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like this. <laughs> a sentinel of. Yeah. Steph started Christmas a big past. controversy at her work because she does the calendar every month for her for her job, and she put on the calendar. On the Saturday after Thanksgiving, it's okay to put up your Christmas tree, and like people like would mark it out and like put it up at the first, or no. and somebody else would mark it out and put it back to the twenty. You know, so it was like you know it started this whole thing at work where they're they're writing down the calendar and stuff about when it's okay to put up your tree. That's funny. That calendar is probably all kinds of <laughs> scribbled up. Makes no sense now, probably. <laughs> No, that's, uh, I think fame magicians are fun, um, you know, and I think, I used to, and I haven't done it last, well, I haven't done it last year, I didn't do it, I, but every year up till then, it is the one month that I allow myself uh, eggnog, I love eggnog, mm. but it is so coronary-inducing, artery-clogging <laughs> yeah. badness for you, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, take everything bad mm-hmm. you can think of, just just forget the egg whites. Just take the yolks. You know, yeah. get the get the bad part of the egg and dump as much sugar as they'll absorb in uh-huh. there with a little tiny bit of whatever else you know, flavoring in the dairy they put in there, and then drink it. And it's uh, it's just I love it. However, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's not good for you. And so I didn't do it last year. I don't know if I'll get to do that again. Yeah. But boy, I miss 
with that. There's always that. If you, you, you like eggnog, anybody do that? It's been a long time since I've had it, but, but I do remember enjoying it. Uh, you drink eggnog, right? And you can see that last little bit come in, never makes it to the rim, and then you stand your glass back up, but you can see it down in there. And so, so then you're trying to stick your tongue down into the bottom <laughs> of the glass to get it because you can see it. It just won't pour out. And so I'm like, okay, maybe nobody else has done that. <laughs> okay. Um, Christmas, theologically, Aiden, we're talking about the incarnation. What do, what do we mean when we say uh, that, you know, Christmas is a celebration of divine incarnation? Right. So Christmas, people always, we talk about uh, the reason for the season. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, as Christians, of course, we, we celebrate Christmas as the time that we... Uh, reflect upon and rejoice together at the incarnation of Christ, and so it's never, never harmful uh, to to look at the question again: Who is this God Man? Who is Jesus? Uh, and and what does it mean? Why is it significant? And uh, of course, I, I think there are things that are going to be very familiar to us. Well. This is when God became man, mm-hmm. took on mm-hmm. flesh to dwell among us, to, to come as our Savior. This is this is why it was heralded as as good news. And I think I think we can be tempted to categorize it as as cliche or overly familiar, especially in the that combination of the things uh, or well, combination of things is the commercialization. Yeah, we, we take the, it for granted. Yeah, the, we, the miraculous nature, the the just sort of. Yeah, incomprehensible nature of what we're saying. We, it loses uh, a little bit of it because of familiar, familiarity, yeah. which a yes. word yeah. I can't say. Um, yeah, so I think we do. Um, how, how would you respond, and this is open to anybody because it's something I've often thought of, that I, I don't know that I have um, a, a, a response to my own question that, that is satisfying to me even. But we talk about uh, the characteristics of God, one being his immutability. Okay, he's immutable. In other words, he does not mutate. He never changes. He's the same today uh, as he was yesterday and, you know, eternity past and mm-hmm. forward. But then it says he became flesh. Okay, to become something seems to suggest that you are now something that you were not a moment ago, which seems to suggest a change. Um, so how does that play into this idea that happened? what theologically is called the hypostatic union of, mm. of God, man, and whatever. Um, and I'm not trying to, to chase a rabbit, but it just, it just came to me. So yeah. well, anybody wants to. And I just, I'm just going off of my, my, I, my brain uses visuals. So yeah. when I think of mutate, I think of, say you mutate into a bird, like your, yeah. your I, body is I, I do physically changing into a, another form. But when I think of, God, you know, coming as Jesus, he's, you know, he supernaturally impregnated Mary. Right, right. And then I would say from that point, I mean, it's more of a a natural just, I don't see yeah. it as mutating. I see it as him just right. and like I think, coming but, into yeah. the earth in a, in a natural manner Well, say, through a supernatural impregnation. Yeah. Saying it out loud is that help helps sometimes people think through things, me included. And I maybe my problem is I'm 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 misconstruing what is really meant when we say 
uh, immutable, that he does not change. That's yeah, yeah. not to say um, change in the way we think of it, because yeah. the essential character, nature, and substance of who he is never changes. Mm. And that, that's whether he's in human form or not. Yeah. Okay, and he existed prehistory. He existed with God Yeah. before the Incarnation. There are even and, moments in the Old Testament, that, right? Yeah. Right. That 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 we look at, and we say, well, there's a Christological moment in the right. Old Testament where you see the the Trinity, uh, particularly where the three men come to Abraham and they're talking to Abraham, and and a lot of people see a, a Trinitarian visitation mm-hmm. there. But but John tells us, as um, um, Jesse mentioned a couple episodes ago, that you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, or the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yeah. Well, so we know that the Christ was pre-existent before the incarnation. So the substance and nature and character of his godness, if you will, his deity, did not mutate, did not change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But his humanity became. Is that a good yeah. way to look at it? You think yeah. That that's fair. I mean. So, right. This is where, um, and for people who are listening to any of the episodes I'm on, this guy's always talking about definitions. Well, precision of language is everything. Right. (laughs) And, and, um, so we have to, to distinguish between two things, uh, because we're looking at the incarnation, nature and person. Now, I'm using traditional language of nature and person, uh, and I realize that both those terms have, over the the centuries, kind of changed in their meaning. So I'm using them as they were originally intended. Uh, And here I'm thinking originally back in the early church, Council of Nicaea Mm -hmm. time. So nature and person. Because what we want to avoid, because it's healthy to avoid it, uh, Christological heresy. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, but, <clears throat> and, and these are worthwhile questions. What, what is happening in the hypostatic union? Well, we, we have to reject the idea of what might be called a, an adoption theory oh, yeah, of the incarnation. Right, um, right. Right, right. That this was, uh, um, that there was a person that God selected uh, mm-hmm. That there was a person, right? So I'm, I'm being just careful. a person, just a person, yeah, um, a human person. So he had a human nature and a human personhood uh, that uh, that God then selected to act as the savior. Okay, well that, that's 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 not what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to avoid um, categories of oh, saying uh, maybe a possess possession. Or, uh, so, the, so in the way uh, oh, okay. a spirit I possessing, I, yeah, I see yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Um, yeah. So some there, there that are is some, not a hypostatic union. No, that is not a hypostatic union either. No, right. There are some, and you have to be very, very careful. Uh, and I'd encourage you, your your favorite pastor or or your favorite television televangelist, listen to their Christmas sermons and listen carefully, and uh, because they'll they'll be very revealing. If there's any inkling that what's happening is, well, Christ didn't become the Savior, or, or Jesus, uh, this person didn't become the Savior until his baptism. His or, baptism, right? right? That's, that's a popular one. When they look right, at, yeah. right. Uh, then, 
the spirit, right? Because it says the, the spirit, spirit of God descended, descended on him like as a dove. Yeah. Right. Uh, which just as as a side note says as a dove, we don't know what was visible or what was invisible and who saw what. But right. Right. So the spirit of God descends upon, and they see that. Okay, this is the point. Right. This is my son, with whom I am well pleased. The voice from heaven. So there are some who mistakenly and and outright heretically say, okay, this is when. Jesus. No, no, that that can't be either. So what's going on in the incarnation? So when we look at the distinction between person and uh, nature, uh, a nature is going to refer to the totality of a of the powers and qualities that constitute a being, mm-hmm. human nature. Right? And when we think of all the things that are necessary. To being human. If we are human, we possess these qualities, these powers, these abilities right. that are necessary to our humanity, such that if any one of them were missing, we could not be considered human. Yeah. Person refers to the self-conscious, self-asserting, acting subject, the being itself, if you will, who is, who is, who is acting. It's, that's very subtle, and then there's a lot of unpacking that could be done with that. But nature being, these are the totalities of the qualities and, and powers and abilities that are necessary uh, for, that, uh, for that being to be what it is. And then person is when you are referencing the self-conscious, self-asserting, acting subject. Yeah. In the incarnation, we have to be very precise with our language. We have... One person existing with two natures. Mm-hmm. See, that's key. And with those definitions in mind, you can say things, and I don't know why you would except for to just seem um, inflammatory, but you can say things that there was no human person in the incarnation. There's a human nature. Right, all right. the things that are necessary for a being to be human, Christ possessed. He was human. Yeah, right. Human nature. He had a corporeal form. He has a soul, a mind, a conscience. Right. He he had all the things. That, right. He he bared the image of God. Um, now, quick side note: He was also perfect, and right. did not possess a sin nature, because sinfulness is not necessary to humanity. Right. It is universal to humanity. But you can... You can still be human without it. Yes, you can still be human without it. Right. And so um, there's no conflict with... Uh, right, I know we say, well, to err is human. Actually, no. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> to err is the fallen human. Right, 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 right. So it's not necessary to humanity. So Christ possessed all things such that uh, he possessed a full, true, genuine human nature. Mm-hmm. The person was always God the Son, the second member of the Trinity, the eternal God the Son. Right. Which, by the way, is, is, is a um, title um, that God the Son bears eternally. He doesn't bear it by taking on flesh, the, the divine person. Uh, uh, the uh, the divine person was always God the Son from 
eternity past. Yeah, as John right, tells us. Right, right, right. That's a that's a very interesting look. And so I think I know for years I just associated God the Son with 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 the incarnation. No, he didn't become God's son at the incarnation. No, no, no he, he was always God's the son, right, and and, right. and there there are profound implications to this understanding. Yeah, that that through everything that Christ does, one person is acting, and it is always God the Son acting mm-hmm. in human nature. But the person is what we mean when we say he's immutable. Yes. Right. Okay. So, so that that does help. Yeah, I see. So what you're yeah, you so, know that. <clears throat> Yeah, go ahead. Go the, ahead. the fact that God's plan never changed. God's right. fulfillment of that plan was always the intended result. There's where it's immutable. Even though even though Christ took on a human nature, he was always the plan and always the only way for man to be redeemed, and that's what's immutable. Right, right. and the divine nature—and it's important, there's a—I uh, can't remember the name of the heresy— um, but it's a the idea of a blended nature, right? Which no. is which is not accurate. No, it is not that. Okay, yeah. So the two natures blend together in this in this hybrid concoction mm-hmm. of a new nature, the, the God Man nature. No, there is a distinction that exists between the natures, and this is this is important because the divine nature does not mutate, does not change right. at right. all. It subsumes. It takes on, it contains the human nature. Mm. And this is also important, and this is where uh, some some really thought-provoking questions come about. The human nature does not contain, take on, or subsume the divine nature. Right. So, this comes about when we think of lighthearted, but actually very profound questions, when we think of the Incarnation. The divine nature is omniscient. The human nature is not. Jesus, the man, had to learn to walk, to speak. He had to grow in wisdom and maturity. There were things that God the or that that Jesus the man in human nature could not do. Right uh, and and had to learn to do. He didn't. Yeah. He, you know, because um, it's kind of interesting when you yeah. think about it that that the in in an infant, Jesus did all the things that an infant does. Yeah, and 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 that is the limitations that come with the human nature. Christ possessed. Right, and it's an interesting, you know, that. Uh... Well, that road goes a long, yeah. that's a long winding road. Maybe we, we ought to get back to some more lighthearted Christmas <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, oh, well, but, you know, I, this, this is the foundationally, um, like I said, incomprehensible thing where we, and you know, I think it's great. I, I think it's good that we struggle. I think it's wonderfully mysterious mm, yeah. because it, it's beyond us, uh, how, how that we could fully comprehend. But, you know, John just says it so plainly, and, sure. and yes, you articulated it so beautifully theologically, but all of that summed up in the statement, and the Word became, became flesh. Yeah. And he put on the flesh. And, and dwelt so, among us. Yeah, and that's that's the wondrous truth of Christmas. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I was just going to say that in all of this, the divine nature, who possesses and takes on the human mm-hmm. nature... Never ceases to be what it is. 
Right, right. right? And, yeah, and there, there are things that we – if anybody listening finds this a troubling statement, I, I would just ask you to think of the areas that it wouldn't be troubling. The human nature can die. The divine nature cannot. Yeah. God the Son in his divine nature did not die. The person God the Son in his human nature died. Right. And yeah. rose again. And rose again. Yeah, and that's key so, for us because all we have mm, is the flesh, is the, the human is, nature. Right. Right. And if he and and had he not rose again, right, we could just write ourselves off. Because, which is why Paul says, "If Christ didn't rise again, we're above all people to be most pitied, because we're still in our sin and we're still lost." Right. But, and and yeah. so there are areas that we don't we don't struggle with this. And and I talked about the lighthearted ones. I don't think anybody disagrees. Jesus had to learn to talk. He didn't fake it. No. Right? He didn't, like, all the while think, foolish mother, I can speak this whole time, but yeah. for your sake, I, you know, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean that, that that's first off a very disturbing picture of Jesus coming out of yeah. the womb. Well, there are things, though, about his humanity that, that are hard for us to think about. We don't like thinking about, but we're all thinking it. You know, I had a preschooler just put words to what everybody thinks sometimes. He's like, you know, did Jesus have boogers? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. he did. He had nose hairs, and he lived in a desert area i'm sure you know there was yeah. dust and whatever and then of course the the coup d'etat the creme de la creme of all questions regarding the human christ he <laughs> just blurts out did jesus poop <laughs> yes well yeah, <laughs> uh, you know? yeah. <laughs> he grew he grew weary yeah he mm-hmm. you know jesus I, I, again i mean i mean i guess technically it's possible that this didn't happen did jesus ever lose his footing and trip yeah. Sure. Why? I, well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, why? It's, it's, it's I mean, he was, you know, he. We, we don't struggle with most of those things. Yeah, Jesus right. was a man, and then we start you bringing s- what yeah. the implications of this are. Yeah. Okay, we read in Hebrews, in and through and by God the Son, all things have their origin and their being. Right. And they are sustained. Yeah, he okay. keeps them together. He keeps yeah. them together. So, the world didn't cease to be sustained in the hypostatic union. So he didn't cease; to, he didn't lay down his godhood. The divine nature never ceased to be what it was. Yeah. But the human nature did not, was not doing that. Right. It was not the human nature that was, for instance, as well. Um, and, and this is probably uh, the other implication of this: the divine nature is eternal. The human nature is not eternal. So the human mm. nature did not exist until it was born in the womb. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and the only reason we bring this up is when we speak about Jesus, um, are you speaking of Jesus as the God-man, uh, and do you mean the eternal Son of God? Then yes, he is in the Old Testament, he's there, he is present. But Jesus the man was not present at creation. Correct. Right. The hypostatic right. union is a unique thing in history, but the right. person, it's always only one person that is acting. I want to make that very clear that um, I am not guilty of, of what is called Arianism, which will actually segue into, I think, what Jesse wanted to talk about when we talk about Santa Claus and things yeah, like that, cause, well, uh, but but we'll get to that. So I just, you know, some, some fun theological things to, yeah. to ponder about is, is the wonder and... and genuinely miraculous nature of the incarnation that is god took on flesh the word the the logos the word took Took on on flesh flesh. and dwelt among us and all that that entails yeah that's that's that's, uh that's some some real good thoughts um 
to uh, to fathers out there, I'll say the day will come, and it's both humbling and proud when your son will surpass you in in, in so many ways. Uh, I remember the days when Hayden would call me from college and say, hey, the professor said this today. What do we think about that? And, well, and now I call Hayden. I'm like, hey, I heard this on the radio. What do we think about that? <laughs> so, so I appreciate your insights. I know that's some good thought. That's some good thinking. Oh, so, well, none of them, um, I will, none of them are original to me. Most of these matters that I'm saying. Oh, they've been written about. They for, were decided uh, Council of Chalcedon and Ephesus both. Uh, this is uh, um, where well, the church leaders sat and and uh, in response to heresy, right, ironed out and articulated clearly. This is the truth. Now they didn't determine what orthodoxy or that is what right teaching would be. They just officially recognized what right. was already established they gave as right teaching. Voice to it, yes. And, they gave and voice to you it. Memorialized it or codified it codified in some it, right. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, usually those councils arose because there was some kind of heresy that right. was recognized as heresy. So um, at one of those conferences, there was a Saint Nicholas. There was. And uh, we're going to talk uh, it, just for a second about why we're going to uh, change uh, the name of Christmas. Christmas to slap a heretic day, uh, <laughs> and then that will segue nicely into Jesse wants to talk about what do we do, uh, and uh, Brett, I don't know why I'm all of a sudden driving your meeting, I'm, I'm, I apologize, <laughs> but here. anyway, um, and then Jesse, I, I think, wants to talk to us about uh, what do we do with St. Nicholas vis-a-vis uh, Santa Claus, should we be, you know, whatever, so tell us a story about St. Nicholas, and then Jesse, if you'd pick up on that, and, and let's move to modern times with Santa Claus. Sure, sure. The the historic Saint Nicholas uh, was a, was a bishop in the early church, um, and during the Council of Nicaea, so this would have been three twenty five A D. Uh, the the newly converted, and I put quotations around the newly converted uh, Emperor Constantine calls together the the uh, bishops who I wonder if we're hesitant. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, because uh, up until this point, it, it, w- it had been at least, well, there had been persecution going on for about those first 300 years right, of church right, history. Severe. Yeah. And uh, so Constantine claimed to be a Christian, calls, calls these uh, this council, and they were going to discuss and codify the, the, the Trinity, Good now luck. again now now <laughs> yeah. again uh, just just so uh, all listeners are aware right the trinity was not um, it was already determined what the trinity was in teaching and preaching to this point but there was heresy that was on the rise and it was only recognized as heresy because there was an established truth of the matter beforehand mm-hmm. so they come together and okay we need to discuss what is the official statement if you will mm-hmm. um, of the church and at this meeting, there was a gentleman by the name of Arius, who was a, 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 an Egypt or an Egyptian bishop, and uh, or at least he was he was uh, uh, from Egypt, and he was espousing the the view that God the Son or uh, um, that Jesus and and God the Son were not on equal plane with God the Father, that they were not co-eternal and not uh, co-equal in majesty and wonder and glory, uh, 
and and the what what would become known as the Arians, those who adhered to Arius's teaching, and it, it became shockingly prominent after his teachings gained popularity uh, uh, throughout the empire. But there was a rally cry. They would say there was a time that the sun, S O N, there was a time that the sun was not that right. he was the so first. They, they rejected his his. E- eternality. Yes, okay, yes. So he, he was yeah, the okay. first created being. Right, created being. But, uh, right, which is blatant heresy. Oh, yeah. So, so he, Arius himself was at this meeting, and he was very enthusiastically giving his uh, presentation on this, and the other bishops were, to, well, for decorum's sake and for being polite, were sitting and listening, quiet and respectfully. And the one of the other bishops... St. Nicholas, as he's now known, uh, sat and was becoming increasingly agitated. So enraged did Nicholas become that he rose from his seat, crossed the room, and struck Arius across the face in the middle of the council. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Uh, and this was... He was um, a Baptist. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. And, and struck uh, Arius across the face and... Uh, to uh, much to his own harm, actually, um, Constantine left it up to the other bishops what should be done. He was uh, uh, stripped of his uh, vestiges, right, chained and thrown into prison, so that the council could continue in peace. <laughs> um, now, the the tradition, the church tradition, holds that the next morning they came and found. Uh, of course, uh, during in prison, it said that that Saint Nicholas prayed for forgiveness for his actions, for his brash right. actions, and uh, and that they found him the next morning. His chains had been loosed, and he was wearing his priestly garments again and reading scripture. Hmm. Uh, that's that's the tradi- you, yeah, that's, yeah that, that's the tradition. Well, um, and so um, so Constantine was told of this. He was reinstated. Actually, uh, yeah. that is official. He was reinstated, um, and uh, uh, um, the the council recognized the the error of Arius right. and, and excommunicated Arius. But that this would go back and forth for a while. But that's that's the real yeah, Saint Nick. The, the Saint <laughs> Nick. Well, so when Will Smith slapped Kevin Hart or whatever at the Emmys or whatever it was, he, he was pulling a page from Santa Claus's playbook, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So Jesse, what do you think of Santa Claus, the the heretic slapper? All right. First of all, <laughs> tremendous respect to Saint Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know. Yeah. When you are convicted to the point that you are going to smack somebody in the middle of a council, yeah, uh, I've been close a couple of times. I've not actually got up and <laughs> hey, smacked yeah. somebody, but I've been close a couple of times. Well, we times. are going to talk about the budget Sunday, so just, so, yeah. <laughs> just remember decorum. Um, with that said, I want to talk about modern Christianity, modern-day Christmas, family traditions, and Santa Claus. <laughs> And I am not going to be your favorite person speaking today, probably. I'm just going to lay it out there, and I'll talk. People want to talk about over-capitalization uh, yeah. of, of Christmas, <clears throat> Christmas presents stuff. I got no problem with Christmas presents. I buy all my kids Christmas presents, and they're adults. I buy my grandkids Christmas presents, and I play games. And the games, virtually, they're they're... They're right on the cusp of being, you know, and my kids have a blast. 
but they're like right on the cusp of being like volatile. <laughs> so, and I write them in a way, you know, I spend. I thought you were going to say they were close to gambling. <laughs> well, they are. Well, yeah, there's, 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 Hours and hours and hours thinking of rules every year. The game is never the same. It changes every year. Um, I've done punch boards and decks of cards and 20-sided dice. and You have dice in your home? Oh, I do. I do. Uh, my kids are all huge gamers, so I've, I've based the game off of Mario Party. Oh, fun. I have based the game off of uh, Poker. I base games off of, uh, like I said, twenty sided dice, which you know my kids play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like oh, that. So man. they thought it was fantastic, you know, that dad would. <laughs> uh, and with all that said, I don't like Santa Claus. Oh, I am an anti Santa Claus person, and the reason is, even though we play all these games and stuff, I always make sure, even today, with some of my kids not being Christians. We read, we, we read Luke chapter 2 mm-hmm. yeah. and the Christmas account every Christmas. We didn't do that growing up. I kind of regret that. I wish, I wish I'd have been more fastidious about making sure that got done. At yeah, home. And, and that's uh, you know bad on me for that. Last year, I let Linus do the reading. I found a, a Christmas ornament that you hit the button and Linus read it from oh. the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, from but, Peanuts? Yeah, little, yeah, little Linus right. with his blanket? Yeah, oh, yeah I let him awesome. do it. But every year we, we listen to Luke. You know, yeah. we, we either listen or I read or somehow yeah. we get Luke Chapter Well, bless you for that. I, think I mean, that's it's good. just... Yeah. I never... And, and when I... Before I was... I was yeah. a dad before I was a Christian. So we had Santa Claus. And then... Mm. Uh, I ripped Santa Claus away from my kids. Maybe that's the reason why they're so. So don't <laughs> yeah, see what you've done. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. But uh, seriously, I wanted. We we took Santa Claus away, the 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 legend of Santa Claus and stuff, away because of, I wanted the focus of Christmas to be on Christ, and I think, when we have this 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 guy that comes into our homes and if you're letting your kids listen you probably should have stopped by now if you if you, oh, if yeah. you have yeah. spoiler if, alert spoiler alert <laughs> a little late but uh when we have our kids so focused on this guy that shows up and miraculously gets into your house through the chimney if you have one if not we don't even explain how he gets in the house but he miraculously gets his house in your house and he leaves all these presents did this christmas i'm just saying the the, the Stories of Santa Claus and those Christmas songs. You take away Saint Nick, Santa Claus. That is the description of a predator. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's grooming these children. He sees you when you're sleeping. Yeah. Well, that's creepy. <laughs> well, and we could talk about that a little bit too. Some, some of those songs, Santa Claus wasn't actually designed. Some of those were to keep kids in line. He knows oh, yeah. when you've been bad. He yeah. knows when you've been. You know, it was a warning to children. We should we should read and say Krampus. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't know what Crump is, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful, though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because yeah. <laughs> there's, I think there's a movie. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know anything about the movie. I just mean the legend but, of Krampus. But yeah. yeah but anyway. Anyways, um, I'm, 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 I think we need an intentionality about Christmas and about 
you know, ask me, was Christ born on December 25th? And I think somebody else is going to talk about this. Uh, chances are, probably not. Yeah, right. Well, uh, uh, let me interject what we, we do know. We talked about it briefly before, before we started the session. Um, we do know the date of the de- the decree. Is that where the, the, the term that it was Nissan or what, whatever? Um, oh, yeah, yes, the, the Hebrew, I believe Nissan. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'd have to double check. But In any event, we it do would have been around. In which Mary... That the angel proclaimed to Mary. Uh, oh, we know the date for that. Yeah. Okay, we, when the angel proclaimed to Mary, we assume that shortly thereafter uh, she became a child, and the, you move ahead nine months, right? and you get to late December. Right. So it's not impossible. Because we know that the angel made the proclamation to Mary around March. Right. And then, yes, about nine months Right, so it's not impossible, uh, and it would be. I think it would be. Uh, well, it would just be God doing what God does. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it would be interesting if actually we get to heaven and, and Jesus is like, well, yeah, I was born on the twenty fifth. Yeah. It's, it's the winter solstice. You know, it, there's a picture here you're supposed to be getting. You know, so anyway, that's that's kind of where we get the early church as early as what'd you say in two hundreds. Oh, but uh, yeah, sort of usurped um, the this celebration of. The, the return well, of the sun, the, the it, days get longer after Christmas. Yeah, it hadn't been usurped yet, but oh, that's but, right. Yeah, the, but by the two hundreds, uh, so even in the midst of uh, the the Roman persecution, uh, yeah, they the were Christians were it. were celebrating the coming of Christ uh, with. Uh, now, whether or not they celebrated in March or in December, mm-hmm. uh, by by using our modern calendars, uh, I'd have to look at that again. But there was a celebration. Of the coming of Christ right. by and Christians then already. Constantine is the one who, who really usurped Christmas on behalf of the Christians when he decreed that Christianity be the faith of the empire and made what they were already celebrating the celebration of, of Christ's birth. So go on, Jess. So there, so there we are. There we are. You know, Sorry about that. You know, but I think you know that we give this 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 Santa Claus guy you know credit for a the gifts that we give our kids. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I really, you know, that, you know, you're giving gifts and supposedly the reason you're giving the gifts is because Christ got gifts. Um, you know, I think a, the parents should, you know, we, we took out of our heart and, you know, out of our heart and, and we're providing you with something. I think there should be that. But to give this guy Santa Claus so much credit during the time, and then the kids become folk more, way more focused on Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus, is yeah. coming. they don't care a thing about Christ. Yeah. When, when which yeah. one is way more important? Uh, one is mythical and brings you presents, and one was real, and he is going to live a sinless life and then give up his life for your salvation. Yeah, that's. Uh... That that will be a um, a truth. I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it it you don't want to do anything to take away from Christ, but to so many, typically ladies, but I guess not limited to typically uh, ladies who who collect you know every color, size, shape, and whatever of Santa Claus and put them out this time of year. 
Well, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. I mean, you know, uh, because what you're saying, you, you you said it yourself, brother. I mean, you're going to ruin Christmas. For, oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm Scrooge, okay? You know, <laughs> you I are Ebenezer, I'm telling you. Uh, I, you know, I'm just, you know, and I got no problem with, you know, I just, what? I feel passionately about that we have allowed Christmas to be taken away from Christ in today's. Right. And, you know, and everybody's, you know, oh, it's over-commercialized and stuff. It is. Yeah. But we can still participate. You know, I like I said, my kids get gifts. My yeah. kids get the game. It's uh, fun. Yeah. It it's is fun. fun. And, then there, you know, it's it, if you keep it focused on Christ and family, I you know, it is. It's a celebration. You know, we're, we're designed to celebrate. Yeah. yeah God put that absolutely. within us, the desire. That's why he gives us feast days. Now, for some of us, the problem becomes we... That that's daily, you know. We feast all the time, and that yeah. can become well, problematic. That's another problem with America. But right you know, now. that's uh, yeah. But you know, and even heavens described as what a, a huge a banquet, a, banquet, a feast. Yeah. Um, and so you know, we're designed for that, and we should embrace that wholeheartedly. Mm. But keep our focus on Christ. So I, I I think that's absolutely true. Now I got in trouble, oh, a number of years ago. Uh, when you you would have thought I had denied the incarnation or whatever people people got seriously mad at me for saying or or you know had is i don't know why they care what i th- think you know what i mean i don't know why it makes us mad if somebody thinks something that mm-hmm. you don't believe in. anyway um i basically said i don't think uh angels sang when they appeared you know and and, and in fact i don't think angels can sing and oh people got livid about you know, it says in the Bible. Look carefully. It says they're shouting back and forth at the throne, you know, because we get this idea. And with fact, you've heard of that, the angelic choir. Yeah, there's no choir of angels. Well, I anyway, I can't. I, I'm not saying it's not there. Okay, I have not memorized every version of the Bible. Okay, or any version of the Bible in its entirety. Okay, I'm not saying it's not there. So, if if you're listening, you want to write in and prove me wrong. That that's fine. I you know I, I love to be wrong sometimes, um, but I can't find anywhere where it actually says that the angels were singing. Hmm. They're shouting. They're saying. They're proclaiming. We give it music because it it uh, it, it fits. Yeah. You know, up yeah. in the heavenly, they're they're worshiping and whatever. Um, and I and I just briefly, I'll tell you why I. I I hold the view I do, um, and that's because of my particular mm, sort of, and, and this is all out in the tangent, I'll, I'll give you that, but I have a, a view that part of the Imago Dei is music. Hmm. And since the angels do not carry the Imago Dei, yeah. they do not sing because they can't. Now, um, if you stand in the back, near the uh the soundboard um <laughs> you'll know that that inability to sing might include some people at this table <laughs> <laughs> i'm not mentioning any names jesse he's got his hand up <laughs> but let me tell you he, he gives it the old college try i will say yeah <laughs> but in any event that you know, well people could just got so mad at me because i wouldn't let the angels sing I'm like if you want to picture him singing I'd go ahead i'm just telling you i could sort of reasons for thinking that yeah. and if i'm wrong I, then you know I, i'll never you know i'll be happy to be wrong sure um but i so. have one note and it's the wrong one <laughs> yeah yeah you do <laughs> but yeah. uh 
And the other thing I, I tend to uh, like to point out, is because I think it's, it's a hallmarkism, um, well, there are a lot of hallmarkisms, um, but one of them relates back to this whole idea um, that has become just a pastoral bent for ever since pastor started preaching is, is innkeeper bashing. Uh, Hayden pointed out earlier that the, the innkeeper actually doesn't exist in the story. Okay, they, they go to the, to the inn, and there was no place found for them in the inn, and so they go to the manger. Well, the innkeeper is not even in the story. So first of all, we just write him in, and then we bash him. You know, and innkeeper bashing is just age-old. You know, it's, it's just fodder for Christmas sermons. Don't be the innkeeper. Do you have place for Jesus in your heart? You oh, know, don't say, shut the door on Jesus. You, know? you get some really yeah, bad Yeah, you, you know, get bad some bad, bad theology, Ugh. bad sermons. Um, it just, but innkeeper bashing is, uh, you know, no less than Henry. Uh, is it Henry? I think it's Henry Emerson Fosdick. The great uh, preacher wrote some preaching books, although I don't agree with his theology at, at all. But anyway, uh, he, he has a famous sermon about uh, the innkeeper uh, rejecting the Christ and whatever. Um, and and, and that's, that's just so wrong for so many reasons. A lot First of, of Christmas all, songs like that, yeah, too. <laughs> it buys into uh, this idea that, you know, you have um, Joseph leading the reins of the camel. You know, and Mary's seated atop, just nine months bulging pregnant and on, you know, trekking their way back to the city. And, and uh, ev- there's every indication they left um, way earlier than that. Um, she was probably, and this is sort of my interpret, a little bit of interpretive work, but I don't think Mary was probably showing even when they left town. Because one of the things that Jesus, um, Jesus is... Um, detractors and enemies never accuse him of is being illegitimate. Hmm. And if they had known how all that played out, I think somebody would have, you know, they, they knew where babies came from. They can add. Yeah. Okay. So clearly Mary got pregnant before her and Joseph were married. Yeah. Well, if his detractors would have kind of pieced that together, I think they would have made that accusation. Um, so anyway, and, and they never do. So I think they left before, um, it, it became really public knowledge that she was with child. And it's because it says when they get to the end, it says, and the days passed. So in right. other words, they're, they're, in, they're in this inn, if you will, for a long period of time. Well, they have to account, right? So a decree went out that a census. Yeah. So, right, to remember, the form of instant communication is not there. Right. It takes so, a while. So if a decree for something as vast as the Roman Empire... And we're talking in the Palestinian region here of the empire. It's on the fringes, yeah, eastern, some, yeah. Or, yeah, on the eastern fringes of the Roman Empire here. It's coming from Rome. The edict right. is so. So we've got to allow time for the edict to be sent, right? For people to go back to their town of origin, right? Right. So, so they they have to allow time for this to happen. Yeah. And the days passed right. while they were there. Mm-hmm. The days passed. Well, it doesn't say how many days. I think it was many more days than we think. Um, anyway, and it says there was no place in in the inn for them. The, the Greek word implies a proper place. It's not. It, it doesn't say there's no room. It says there's no place. In other words, no, there's no appropriate place to have a baby. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is the way inns at that time worked was there was a, there was usually a courtyard and a well in the center of the courtyard and then around the courtyard there were stalls and usually open stalls and so you know you just look across the courtyard and see 
other people in their stall. Why, and uh, that's not an appropriate place to have a baby. Right. And so there was found a manger. And instead of the manger being, look, you know, the, the, the king of glory being born in a, in a manger, although, as though that's a horrible thing, it's a miraculous thing. But the manger is actually a blessing. They have privacy and quiet. They, they have a place to have, um, you know, to have Christ. And so, um, anyway. It is we, humble. We need, yeah, I mean, it, it is, is humble. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. humble. And I think that's quite, in, obviously, that's intentional. But it's, um, I, let's just, you know, let's don't create characters to bash and make bad sermons out of, I guess, is my <laughs> idea. So if, you're, if your pastor does that, please don't tell him I said it was a bad sermon. Just, yeah. just tell them what good church members always tell their pastor uh, on a Sunday afternoon is, good sermon, pastor. <laughs> or, and uh, I think another uh, misconception around Christmas time and is, can we please, please stop with the bad Mary songs? Now, <laughs> I just go ahead and get it out there. I am not talking about the song, Mary, Did You Know? Okay, I like the song, Mary, Did You Know, if we understand the lyric to be rhetorical. Right? If we, if we think of this, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would... All these things. Right. Yes. She did. Now, had she fully unpacked all the implications of that? That's, that's not the point. Mary was not unaware of who she was carrying and what it meant. Right, right. I mean, so, she's been told by the angel. Right, right. And I think that if we go to the song "Mary, Did You Know" as a rhetorical question, did you right. know? Right, it just really just speaking to to the profundity of of what's happening. Yeah, Mary. Do you is. think though that she knew? As you said, she hadn't unpacked the implications of that because I believe Mary, like the disciples, uh, would have never concluded that the way this is going to happen is for the Messiah to die. So I don't oh, know that she oh, fully that, understood that, well, no, that he was going to die no, no, or no. that he was going to rise again once he had. Well, no, those implications, know. no, but who he was. Right. That, right. That, that, I, that, I, right. Yeah, um, I mean, she, <laughs> she, yeah, uh, she's the, the uh, bearer of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, Theotokos, the mother right. of, of, of God. Right. So, so there, I mean, she, she knew she is carrying the Messiah for God's people. Right. Right. So Jesse, there, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do want to interrupt you. Well, and I was just going to say, you know, we do see in the scripture that when she does start to try to figure that out, mm-hmm. when she's she's like, "Whoa, hold on, I don't want my son right. to die." Yeah, and what does she do? She sends she's his brothers, brothers to go get him to go get him out, yeah, yeah, yeah. and let's let's go so home. He's, he's let's kinda, pack this in and go yeah, home. He's the Messiah yeah. and all, but he's gone off the deep end. Go go <laughs> fetch your brother and, and right. bring him home. Right. And of course, I don't know how that's even possible because Mary didn't have any other children after Jesus, according to the. Catholic tradition. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But apparently he had yeah, brothers. <laughs> right, right. Um, and sisters, I think, doesn't it say? Right. Uh, yeah, well, I, brothers, definitely. I don't know about sisters. Maybe. I thought it said... Anyway. Maybe. Uh, um, I'll have to look it up. But there is a Mary song that is popular on all the Christian radios this time of year, and I guarantee you, you will hear it if you listen to those radio stations. What Which, is it? Uh, and it is, um, A Baby Changes Everything. That's the name of the song, um, and I will read you some of the... A baby changes everything. Uh, I will hmm. read you some of the lyrics, So, and, and I want us to think about them. Now, I am not, um, right? I am not into Mariology, that is, you know, the, the worship or veneration of Mary, right? I, I don't adhere to that at all, but we do need to stop and at least 
give Mary credit where credit is due. Right. And this song. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm about to say it. I, I feel compelled to say something very quickly. Um, I used the term um, a moment ago that has fallen into uh, scorn in our in our day and time, and I think it's for certain uh, specific reasons because we want to we want to celebrate and and give. Uh, credence to every choice people make anymore without distinction. Uh, I use the term illegitimate. Mm. That if if his if oh. Jesus' critics had known he was conceived out of wedlock, they would have accused him of being illegitimate. Um, that was a day and time in which it actually meant something to um, be wed before you got pregnant. Yeah. And in our culture, uh, that does not seem to matter. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I reject that. Uh, notion. I think it does matter, and I think if uh, you know if you are having intimate relations with someone else and you are not married to them, you need to stop. Okay, okay. Uh, it is unbiblical. You shouldn't do it. Anyway, I, I'm not saying a child conceived or born under those circumstances is somehow worthless or not valuable or illegitimate in the sense of the way some people think about illegitimate. I use it technically. Right. I feel like I'm going to get some, you know, some, <laughs> well, some no. pushback on that. I, so I'm just saying, um, you know. Well, I, those, uh, right. Well, I mean, those. It meant something. And I think it still does. Well, and if anybody would take issue with what you're saying, then they also take issue with the Word of God. Right. Well, right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and God does. But God also uses what society, and not illegitimately, what society deemed as illegitimate children. That's true. Right. That, absolutely true. Right. So I, I, yeah. God and, does and that's not what I'm saying. fail I'm... to use those individuals. Um, Timothy should have never been born. He was born of a Jew and a Gentile. Well, how is that? Well, Jews and Gentiles were not to, to be married. Oh, I see what you're saying. By okay. God's own law. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying God. God can use and and has miraculously. So my point is, the child is not the the quote illegitimate part of that. Right. It is. It is. Well, the parents disobeying the word of God. So we can celebrate, and I think we have to be very careful, particularly in the culture in which we live, um, in the modern church, um, that it's possible. Sometimes, to be honest, it's it's hard rope to walk, but it's possible to celebrate the child. And the beauty that God is the author and giver of life, mm. and we can love and pray for and whatever this the child, but let's not pretend the circumstances in which that child comes to us are better than they really are. Right. Let's yeah. be honest about the the relationship that bore that child is not a godly relationship. If right. if they are. You know, producing children outside of wedlock. Right. Okay. I think if so, I, I just I want to be heard on that. Yeah. I feel well, like and I think maybe we can think of it in Genesis. Was you meant for evil? God meant for good. For good. Yeah. Right. Right. Because yeah. a child is always a blessing, regardless. Absolutely. Of circumstances. Absolutely. And, that, and that's kind of categorically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Nobody uh, loves children um, and and you know babies more than I do. <laughs> I I I love anyway. I, I'll, I'll well, just leave it all at that, but just don't you know, don't send me hate mail that you know because it's not about the baby. You don't punish the baby because of the sin of the mother or father. Right, you right. Know what I'm saying right. so. Oh, I didn't want to interrupt. No, you. I was just you know, and we're I don't want to get off the you know the topic, but you know, me and my wife we had children before we were married, but my son being born is what God used to draw me back to Him. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. And. 
and doesn't obviously us having premarital relations was not okay and i sinner. i would yeah I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and i don't want to sound like you know a hypocrite for no, saying no you know it, you, what you said is 100 percent dead on right but um well it, yeah i my life was transformed exactly to go back to right. you know yeah so yeah i think children born under those circumstances and and uh uh you having experienced that directly i think you could speak to this that is just an undeserved gift that even in the midst of your sin yeah god blessed you with yeah yeah for sure that's and it was instant, grace right there it was I mean, instantaneous yeah. him mm-hmm. being my son being born like instantaneous i was like i gotta i i gotta turn my life back around mm-hmm. right and so right. you know i yeah. quit everything i was doing and yeah you know it's yeah. so, so yeah i i yeah. what you're saying is 100 percent dead on and i i will I w- like I said, I, I don't want to sound hypocritical preaching that. And whenever my my life didn't come match from, that, match that well, but uh, I learned very yeah, quickly right. that. Yeah. But you know, you, you've repented from that. I have right? repented. And you've walked grace on that. And, and here's the thing. I, I, I'm not I, I'm not a hypocrite. I'll, I'll, you know, I've, boy, I, I've walked a lot of grace in my day. Yeah. yeah. I, so, it, so if you're the listening and you are the parent who's mm-hmm. you know either is now having a child or fathering a child uh out of wedlock don't hear me saying well you know you're a whore god doesn't love you yeah i'm saying um accept god's grace and repent yeah and there is hope and yeah. and you can turn things around but you should right okay you can't just con- the only thing worse than you know sinning is to just continue in it Right, right. You know, so anyway, Hayden, I'm sorry. No, Uh, no. Mary, the Mary song. I've got it. Because I want to hear. So, right. This is, again, this is the the, the song, A Baby Changes Everything. And here, here are the lyrics. Teenage girl, much too young, unprepared for what's to come. A baby changes everything. Not a ring on her hand, all her dreams and all her plans. A baby changes everything. The man she loves, she's never touched. How will she keep his trust? A baby changes everything, and she cries. Oh, she cries. She has to leave, go far away. Heaven knows she can't stay. A baby changes everything. Well, none this, of that's biblical. This is not only inaccurate, it is obscene. Well, it is. It, it, it's, it, it's, is, it is insulting. Um, and and in outright rejection to the to the biblical narrative, look at these first lines. A teenage girl, much too young. First off, no, she was betrothed to be married. That much. and God chose her, so right. let's let God decide who's so, too so, young. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we look at that. Okay, was she around 14, 15 years old? Yes, probably marrying yeah. age for that time and day. Right. So much too young. Right. No, unprepared for what's to come. Nope. Nope. No. She was no. already told. Yeah. They, they do sing hallelujah uh, in those oh, lyrics. Well then, oh, so, well, then it's yeah, nice. I think, yeah, I think yeah. we'll, that brings it back, <laughs> that back on track. Well, yeah, you can sing anything. Just take Jesus on there. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. Christian song now. And and I think so. this is probably the one that, that frustrates oh, there's more. me so much. Okay. Well, no, this, this lyric is revisiting the one that oh. I read. Not a ring on her hand, all her dreams and her plans. The idea that's being presented here is that Mary... Uh, and her plans and ambitions for yeah. life were interrupted. Right. 
What well, almost were, makes Mary the victim here. Well, yeah, yeah. The, a, yeah, the victim, and that all her dreams and plans and hopes and ambitions, whatever, first off, what were they? I mean, I'm seriously, we, we, we have a yeah. modern mindset of that. It's like, oh, you have to have ambition. Well, what does that mean? What is, yeah. but, but, so so we, we, we replace the biblical Mary with a modern Western secular woman. Right. That's what we do. Who dreams of right, right, yeah, the, the right, right? We have this idea basically of of the uh, uh, the career oriented woman who got uh, uh, who whose life path and goal and ambition was interrupted by an unwanted pregnancy. That that's the description of this song. Yeah, and that's you know that she was is, betrothed, right? Yeah, and we know what her ambitions were to be mom. Yeah, to be yeah. wife to Joseph and a mother to her children and which, raise a family. Which, that, by the way, she did. Yeah, she did. And she by the way, uh, ladies, that is one of the highest callings. Absolutely, yeah. one of the yeah. highest callings to to be mother, household maker. That that is that is not a a somehow lesser in any way. That no. do you know, men need that. Because we can build a house, ladies, you can make a home. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a tremendous difference. But that's that's beside the point. But that it, has it, been so denigrated. I, I, yeah, I, I I know this is our Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not being very Christmassy, are we? Well, no. Uh, uh, so but, much you know, Christmas joy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Silver bell. But, <laughs> just, no, but that's when we reflect on Christmas. Let's not replace. Let's. Let's not stick do with what, the biblical version. Yeah, where, let, let's where, not think of what this song does and try to replace yeah. the biblical Mary with a modern, uh, uh, independent, self-driven, ambitious uh, woman. She, that's, ex- that's, she she expresses fear. Yes, as, as would be expected. But in the end of that, even that passage, by the end of it, she's above all woman mm. blessed. I mean, she's yeah. crying out with praise to God. For yeah. you. She's not crying. Yeah. You know? Well, and this way, yeah, the, the course, and she cries. Now, I will say that the song goes on to say that upon the birth of, of Christ, that it changes her whole view on things, which I guess is their way to, but the problem is they're fixing a problem that the song created. Right. Well, you right, have yeah. to if you're going to write a song like that. Right. You know? so, so can we please <laughs> God, stop? God stole her dreams away from her. Well, yeah. And now, yeah. They're, now they're, yeah. they're trying just, to fix yeah. that. We, which is, yeah, this commentary not only uh, in direct conflict with what Christ was doing, but, or what, what God was doing with yeah. Christ, but it also kind of paints this picture of pregnancy and motherhood. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's beside the point. So yeah, can we stop with the in-bashing? Can we stop with the bad Mary songs? <laughs> yeah, let's, and let's stop with the, you know, pregnancy bashing. Yeah, you know, children are a, a gift of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, always, and you know, celebrate, and never to be more celebrated than around Christmas. We should talk about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christmas is good. We love Christmas. We love Christmas. We do. We just we like the real one. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy. Now, uh, this we hadn't even talked about discussing this, but I feel like it was your last Christmas sermon that you did. I believe. Uh, if you remember this, I'm going to be very impressed. You were talking about um, the three wise men and the gifts, I believe. Right. Um, it was, yeah, it was you. But you made the point that whenever they, and I, I have, they left, like they. Right. They had to flee to Egypt. Right. Right. The gifts were probably more than likely the way to fund that trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it wasn't like. Right then, either it was probably two years, a couple of years, yeah, yeah. When the wise men and see, that's and not that's something that never processed in my 
or right. you know because you when you think about the christmas story it's all like this just yeah, yeah. It's just, it just no. kind of flows real quick and no it was it was more of a protracted thing and and when they had to go to egypt well it, it's not unlike today it costs money yeah to, to pick your family up move you have to provide and well how are you going to pay for something like well here comes a guy with some gold yeah you know and so um and hayden pointed out that the palestine at the time <clears throat> which is sort of the uh, western side of the fertile crescent Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but the easternmost territory of the Roman Empire at the time, and just across um, into the other part of the Fertile Crescent, um, Rome was always afraid of the who was over there. The Hittites or over the, who's over there? Well, at that point, um, you're, you're going to be getting into like uh, areas of like the Persian Empire. Yeah, and, like, and that's my point. Yeah. That that Rome, this was like the outskirts of Rome. They're holding this territory. Palestine was seen as like a buffer. Yeah. And, and, you know, they needed that territory as a buffer against enemy... Powerful enemy, eastern yeah, kings. Eastern yeah. kings. Well, the wise men come, and... They, By the they, way, not we don't know how many. We don't know... Yeah, we know, we know some of the gifts given. Yeah. But we don't know how many, and we don't know how many different gifts. But anyway, um, they are also known as the kingmakers, because these people held tremendous uh, public sway. So if they came and they say... This is the king. That meant something. Oh, it meant something. Yeah. It meant something. And, and there's a whole—I I did a whole sermon on that, and I think, I think called the Kingmakers or whatever. But uh, John MacArthur, hmm. I, I borrowed some of his—he <laughs> <laughs> does a, a wonderful— Sampled. Yeah, Sampled. I sampled. I, I, he, he, he provided the seeds for that, uh, that, that sermon. But, um, yeah, and you don't realize the implications of the wise men coming and saying— we're here to worship the new king, yeah. Which is why Herod lost his mind. I mean, yeah. you know, he's just because it meant something. These these people were dignitaries that uh, mm-hmm. had had you know political and public influence. Well, um, yeah, I was just saying because they're coming from the east, right? They are not of Rome. Yeah, they're, that's they're, my they're point. Foreigners. Yeah. They they are coming, and why are they coming? Well, this is this is one of the again. It speaks to the the providence of God, and and you would think that at some point we would stop being amazed every time we see an example of it. Yeah. Right. These are Eastern, they're wise men, they are Eastern astrologers. Yeah. They're, they are, they observe the skies and the signs uh, through pagan practice, by the way, discouraged. It's not what you're supposed to do. And they see in the sky a yeah. new star. And well, they're following that sign. Yeah. yeah. Well, astronomy, listen, let me show you astronomy. No, astronomy is fine. Fine. Said, Astrology. Yeah. Uh, to feel that the stars somehow uh, control your fate, that yeah. that is pagan. Right. That's why I was saying uh, astrology. They're, they're Eastern they're astronomers, astronomers and astrologers. astrologers right. Right. Yeah. That, that pagan practice of, of reading the signs of the heavens, not but, just. You know, yeah. And, and but so, God said in Genesis, He put He put the signs in the night sky for seasons and times, so that you would know seasons and times. Sure. Now, where the stars more, are in the sky. Yeah. I think yeah. that's more pragmatic. But the point they're looking up and using the stars. Yeah. Is a, to see the new one. And they recognize yeah. it. And, and they, for them, it's, it's a matter of fact. When they come to Herod, what do they say? The first time on their way. We've, we've, we've come, come to, to worship, worship the king. king. Where is right. he? Yeah. We've seen the signs. Right. These, uh, and these are our uh, pagan foreigners who are, right. who are coming. And they're saying, we've seen the signs. Where is the new king? And that, that's just, yeah. that, that, that's, that's amazing. Um, uh and, of course, that's what, yeah, Herod panics then. It's like, oh. Now, because Herod, although put in place uh, as as the, that regional ruler of from Rome, or by Rome, he himself 
is right. Palestinian Jewish supposed to be anyway, right? Yeah, <laughs> not a good be, one. Yeah. Uh, but he and and he knows who the, who the kinds of men that have. Come. Yeah, I, I think he's probably well aware of what sign they're talking about. Yeah, and yeah, fact, yeah. He's you know, and so that's why he felt legitimately threatened. Yeah. By a presumably two year old child, you know, which is mm. why he gives the the decree that every you know, boy under two should be killed, and that's why right. I have to run to Egypt. Anyway, so we've we've ta- <laughs> we've taken Christmas down some dust, dusty well, roads. Mean, that, that, you know, but this is the biblical Christmas. Yeah. It was not all peace and you know, um, jingle bells and uh, whatever. So mm. anyway, I, yeah, I I guess so. When we return to that question, the reason for the season. Yeah. Um, one. I'm just curious oh, yeah. if we go around the table one, one time. You get one song, favorite Christmas song. Oh, boy. Yeah. What is it, Hayden? What's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song is uh, specifically the Bing Crosby, White Christmas. All right. right. This is what I'm interested in because uh, you only get one. Because for me, I'd be like, well, I like all the Christmas hymns. Yeah. Because I have to say that. Um, No, I do actually like all the Christmas. But um, so you can't say, well, my favorite secular is this. So you just get one. Jesse, what's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, go tell it on the mountain. Hmm. Okay, awesome. I like it. Yeah. Silent Night. I, I it's yeah, just peaceful. Be, yeah, and yeah. I, it it brings you into that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if I got that too, Silent Night would yeah. be my second. But. Yeah, yeah. I like um, Silver Bells. Silver Bells. Yeah, it's just I, yeah. I could listen to. In fact, last season did listen to it just repeat i tend to if i like a song i'll put it on a loop yeah be like yeah. two hours of yeah. silver bells <laughs> so you know, no, they no, get so no. burnt out for the funny factoid do you know bing crosby hated that song silver bells no no or, uh, uh, white, uh, christmas. white christmas yeah i'm, I'm he, sure he absolutely did not want to record it you know it was part of a movie that he was doing a, a, a movie about the great war and he absolutely did not want it in the movie. Well, White Absol- Christmas is the, 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 is the, mo- yeah. is the movie. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he absolutely did not want it in there. Hated it. Hated everything about it until after it became his commercial success. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the song is kind of funny because of the very last. He's like, I'll be home for Christmas. Right? Isn't, isn't oh, that's that a different song, but uh, but also war- but it is a wartime song. Okay, I know. I'll be home for Christmas. But not really. If only, <laughs> right, right. If <laughs> only in my dreams. I know what it yeah. means. It's kind of like, you know, he's going to get over. Not really. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of, yeah. Anyway, all right. I'm sorry. Right. Um, any, any, anything else, guys? Well, have a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry yeah, Christmas, Merry Christmas. Guys. After all that, as usual, have a Merry we, Christmas. we right. went down some Christmas rabbit holes, yeah, and, I and guess. Slap a heretic on slap Christmas. A heretic slap a heretic in, in honor yeah. of Santa Claus. Or don't, Santa don't say, don't tell oh, anybody. Yeah, we, we told you to do yeah. that. Though. Yeah. We, we yeah. in no way condone or endorse violence of That's any right. kind. But, uh, That's right. Uh, yeah, I guess this morning. Are, are you sure? <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure I'm, that's what we need to say. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the the season that we that we marvel together in the the fact that mm. the word became flesh, flesh, flesh. Yeah. and okay. that is the reason for the season. Yeah, so we can. Yeah, ponder that for uh, for an eternity. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and we do. So, all right. all right, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>